0: Hi there, Michelle from OG Rose. I'm continuing on today with uh, a series that I'm doing on a book called Modern Art and the Death of a Culture by H.R. Rookmacher. And part four was interesting for me. I think that one of the biggest takeaways I I received from this part was to think a little bit further about the the idea of abstraction and impression, um, because this chapter really talks about the impressionist and then the post-impressionist. And what it sort of wants to talk about is, you know, further questions on reality. What is reality? How does the artist capture reality and um, depict it? And um, this this section really started to talk about how impressionists used light in a whole new way than artists had ever done in the past. Because if you think about like a typical like Renoir painting, there's a lot of dabbled light, you know, you might see dabbling of light spots basically on people's hats and clothing and even faces if um, if it's, like, say, a scene of a group of people in, like, Paris. Um, and Röckmacher says that's very distinct and unique because it's much more – it's almost like just really letting the light be in the painting as it would be as it hits your retina. And um, in this way, it was almost like trying to be more – almost like trying to be more – photographic in a sense but obviously different but there's almost this idea of like this literally try, trying to be a um a almost like a blank palette or something like that sorry a blank canvas to what you're seeing and then just let it make its impressions like literally let what you're seeing make the impression of what is rendered or what is visualized you know so but the irony is in a sense in going in that direction of trying to just paint what you see, um, and you know paint what what light hits your retina, it ends up being more impressionistic in in this this style, which is the the painting itself is a little bit more shapes are a little bit more muddled. Um, there's a little bit less clear rendering in impressionist art, and so what's the irony? I guess is just this that as as artists started to paint from a more empirical objective or something like that. It became less, um, in some ways it looked less like reality, became more abstract. The physical became the abstraction, whereas <clears throat> the abstraction used to be in the mind, in one's thinking, in one's connection to existence. Um, so, so that's like the one point. It's there was, There's kind of an irony in that, that I think is very, very interesting. You'd almost think it would be the opposite. Like as people move toward more of the empirical thinking, um, the uh, observation type of thinking, the the um, you know uh, empirically verifying and and the rational in, enlightenment type of ways of thinking, you would almost assume that the art would get more, even more like. Re- rendered accurately or something like that or like whatever that I mean accurately could be a very debated term but you would think that the art would maybe get even more quote-unquote real or something like that that it would look more empirically accurate or something like that but actually it's interesting because abstraction can basically never be avoided and that's like my second main point but I'll, I'll elaborate on that in a second the idea is that now the abstraction kind of came out in the physical the art itself became started to become more abstract it became more about like impressions of the senses and again kind of like being almost just literally allowing yourself as the artist to be a film um you know like if we think about film development in dark rooms and stuff like that for camera film it's literally just like being the surface for the light to kind of bounce off of and and expose right and then and then just rendering that or like whatever painting that that's a good way to to put it since they are painters after all so so yes it's it's interesting because again that actually ended up making the art more um more abstracted in a sense a little bit more um muddled a little bit less you know um clear about just less clear honestly like there's some there's a type of interesting and it's I mean it's quite beautiful the impressionist paintings are quite quite a sight um but there is something that's almost slightly blurred within them in their style and um it's very interesting because again I think abstraction cannot be avoided actually and so it but as things moved in this direction that we're um, in a sense, more severed from the metaphysical root and just really trying to focus on the physical and what's seen. It became more, more, um, you know, abstract in the paintings themselves. Now, what I mean by like abstraction can never be avoided. I think that, that whether, anytime you're doing art or manifestation of expression, um, you're always going to be dealing with some with abstraction somewhere. And so, you know, in the case of the Impressionists, like I'm talking about, it kind of came out in their art. Whereas if we think about the earlier paintings and things that that Brookmacher was discussing, the abstraction was in the mind. The abstraction was kind of accepted in the mind. And then it informed the paintings or the art that was made. Um, so it's it's interesting because it's it's it could be thought of as like well you know maybe this like maybe this is a focus on just like oh any abstract art is you know just kind of getting away from uh, from maybe a metaphysical root i don't think that's really the case i think it's more i think that this book what rook walker is really talking about is that this this movement again toward the the empirical in a sense very funny enough made made art even more abstract uh which Again, I think that that's very, very fascinating. And in a way, it's almost like you have to get further and further into that to almost come back to a sense of um, being in touch with with a metaphysical root or, or perspective of reality, as I think he also mentioned in, I think it was maybe chapter two, where he talks about like actually getting man out of this box of rationality was really in large part Um, you know, found in like people trying to escape that box through uh, cubist art, which is very interesting because, you know, cubes are boxes too, you know. So it'll be interesting to continue reading this book and seeing what, you know, what is the trajectory of art and how, you know, further and further abstraction might actually like kind of lead you almost in a circle back to where, you know, back to where things kind of um, began in terms of art's purposes, etc. But Again, I want to just flesh out this idea a little bit further, and then I'll probably close on this re- on this recap and reflection. But abstraction is unavoidable because, you know, if you let, let's take some of the paintings that Ruckmacher talked about at the beginning of the book. Let's just take a very very clear example: icons. Okay, icons in Eastern Orthodoxy. Um, these icons, and you know, you'll see them in other Orthodox practices. But these icons are. There is a type of. Let's say abstraction of thought um and what I mean by that is you have an idea, even an idea is a type of abstraction, like where is it? you can't find it in the world you can't you don't exactly know where it came from or where it, what it's exactly going to be doing, but it's there, and so it's not it's not like you know it's not like your right hand, but it's it's in a sense it's just as real, but it extends like out of yourself, and therefore it's kind of abstracting um, reality in a sense. Um, but it also is tied to reality. It's tied to what you want to say about reality. So, so anyways, I think, I think that abstraction is, is unavoidable. So even art that seemed like not quote unquote abstract is still has still its own elements of abstraction. Um, we could also, it maybe it's easier to understand this if we use the word impression. Okay. Um, abstraction is in a sense, like, a type of impression. Um, So with an icon, you're trying to to make a certain impression with that icon, right? Um, Or you have a certain impression of why an icon would be a valuable thing to paint. Um, Maybe a saint, you know, you want to venerate a saint. You wanna make an impression regarding a saint, or you had an impression, you know, a saint made an impression upon you. And so you would like to depict their, you know, their personhood so that they can be honored, for example. So you're always working with like certain impressions, okay? But when, when we accept that they are, we do actually have impressions as human beings, we do have abstractions in, as human beings because, you know, as Rookmacher kind of develops through the first couple of chapters, man does have this metaphysical dimension to him. So I think almost in accepting it, ironically, that it's almost like the abstraction then is accepted in the thinking and in the processing and in the understanding of reality. And the art often that came from that was almost less, you know, abstract in this blurry, fuzzy, you know, kind of like, um, slightly more muddled lighting type of sense. The art was a little bit more clear and had a more clear purpose too, um, And, you know, it had sort of a bigger project, if you will, right? Just because it is tied to the metaphysical um, doesn't mean that there's no purpose in like an impressionist painting. I think that that would be a whole nother big discussion, but it's just a little bit of a different sense of the, of the why and the how, right? And, um, and also just sort of what, uh, again, what is reality? What do we see and why do we see it the way we see it Um, started to become much more heavily debated and questioned. And that kind of breakdown, in a sense, of not knowing exactly how to answer that sort of showed up in in the art itself, in Impressionism, which became more and more, um, in a sense, again, abstracted physically. Um, So then at the end of the chapter, um, Röckmacher talks about Cézanne, who really was, I think, in a way, really wanted to... to, He kind of saw, I think, in a sense, the um, conceptual... Concerns like he had conceptual concerns with impressionism, and so he wanted to do his own thing that kind of challenged um you know challenged the impressionist and so he became you know one of the one of the post impressionists and he was really interested in kind of bringing together two things, which is to paint only what the eye sees and yet to paint the structure of reality as understood by human rationality so it was almost a way in which becoming much more physically attuned people forgot that the whole reason why there was this idea to just have things being empirically understood and seen and rendered was because somebody had the idea that that would be the best thing to do, right? That would be the most, um, objective. That would be the most real, you know, it was always actually always from an idea. like we're saying, if we, it's almost like that that was forgotten and not accepted or something like that after it was already, you know, gotten, the ball was already rolling for that, uh, way of thinking. So it's, It's very interesting because this is kind of Cezanne's project, which was kind of to bring in a sense, a type of a type of like metaphysical quality to art again in remembering that it has this human rationality behind it. Um, But what this really led to to him doing is in his practice was to really uh, look, look, look again and again, which reminds me a lot of like Rodin as well. And, and then Rilke as a poet, who I think had this term of like in seeing or insight in seeing, it's like where you really, really look at something for a very, very long time to almost where to, to the point where you almost kind of identify as that, which you are seeing. And then you, you write from that place or you, you paint from that place, you sculpt from that place of like becoming, you know, really, really seeing what you're seeing. And then in a sense, almost like being unified with that to create your expression as, um, in touch with that reality which is before you, so um yeah, I think that's really that was a really interesting point on cezanne, and you know I think that um, that is interesting because then he he again he was trying to b- combine this idea of paint what you see, but then also he realized that well, you know we're also using our own minds and our own interpretations here, so it's he kind of i think in a sense. Owned, like, it's funny, he's considered post-impressionist, but I think he owned the reality that, like, hey, guys, impressionism is a type of impression that we are making because of our interpretation. So I think in that way, he sort of redeemed that. Um, but it was left in the kind of um, humanist, human rationality realm. Um, so at least according to Rookmaker, he feels that that was something that um, was a very understandable and great project. Um, but that synthesis was very difficult and in a sense, you know, it, it, it kind of was something that as a project, um, was difficult to, to accomplish, um, because it kind of almost had nothing to really like sustain it, um, in a sense and it, it kind of would either just kind of fall back on one or the other, you know, just seeing, painting what you see or this idea of, um, The rational mind but then why would the rational mind not paint why would they like take out a couple of trees and make it a little different like why exactly would they do that it's just like well maybe we'll just go back to painting what we see and again painting what they saw in that age in this particular movement of painting actually ended up being something that was uh, somewhat different than what you would actually see if you were there looking out at at reality uh, or at the scene and again I think a lot of this too it's 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 not so much about like, is this rendered accurately or not? You know, there's also the questions of like photographs today too, but (laughs) there's a sense of like, well, what is being conveyed through what is being depicted as reality? Right. And it's, it gets a little bit harder to know exactly what is being depicted, but the method of painting itself showed something very, very interesting, um, which relates to what I was talking about on abstraction. So, Anyways, this is part four. I hope that that was at least some food for thought. Um, Still really enjoying the book. We'll be very interested to see the progression of uh, art and, and Rookmarker's thoughts on it. And thank you so much for your time and for listening.